This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Let's go to let's go to Mark, and then I'm going to come to Rio. And oh, sorry, Pozzo, I've you were there and you've gone. So we'll do re-request if you can do. But Mark, so if you hit your mute button, and then you can let us know your thoughts off the day, mate. Yeah, it was at the game today, watching it from the Graham Taylor stand right in the corner. Cool. I thought again, the crowd seemed quite flat, which which has been for a little while because I moved from the Sir Elton John stand, and I think that would be something that's quite helpful if we get more of a vocal crowd throughout the game rather than just at small segments. I thought at the back, Portis was unbelievable today. He won quite a lot of tackles, kept strong, chased every ball down, I thought, and outperformed Hoot, which Hoot's played quite well for the start of the season, at least anyway, which was, it was nice to see him winning so many tackles. And I didn't get a good look at the, the goal in the end for how they finished it. But again, a great last ditch tackle, winning the ball, but unfortunately obviously ended up in the back of the net. Tom Ince as well, coming off the bench, I thought he looked quite live, which would be nice moving forward, getting him to play, uh, creating some chances towards the end. But again, it was just a lack of taking shots and any real ambition to score that I think was a massive downfall today in the final third, especially. Wow, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not ready for this. There you go. There you go. That's another nice one. I like that. And these can go to people with with whatever opinion, whether they think it's positive or negative. I thought, I thought, and anybody who listens to this nonsense even halfway regularly, we'll know that I'm not a fan of Mr. Ince's father, personally, but but I thought he came on and was a force for good. He, He came on and tried to be progressive, but I think you're right. I think we we do seem still either shot shy or in the final third. It's just that ball to set something up or it's the variation in the play, as Alan said. There's just something not quite clicking, but we can see that if it does, as, uh, as, as a number of people have said, then something might fall into play. What do you think, or is there anything that you can think of to help stimulate the atmosphere and get people singing and chanting and getting behind the team in the stadium. And I'm not talking about people online or offline. People could, can voice their opinion whichever way. But when you're in the stadium, any ideas as to what we can do to get them to get a little bit more 
verbal or audio kind of support for the team? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the rookery seems to pretty much lead 90% of any chance you hear around the stadium. Um, but it's, it, it spans out halfway across the rookery and, and then you get a little bit into the Graham Taylor stand and the rest of the stadium seems quite quiet comparatively. I think we got quite lucky today with obviously there not being as many away fans, but at least for the past two games before with QPR and Plymouth, the fans there were so electric. It was like we was the away team at the game. Mm. So maybe more just following on from those chants and keeping everyone active and going as well would be good. And again, like I know that some of the play today was quite negative and going backwards, but even if we're retaining the ball in certain areas to get behind and clapping, being able to keep the ball on in, in the pressured situations would be another thing that's quite useful going forward with that. But yeah, I also wanted to throw in how obviously the first few weeks is scared. Whenever the ball goes to back, when you can almost feel the tension in the stadium. Of Collective everyone. intake of breath, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think that the stat was something he was the most, the keeper of the most passes with about 147 before this game. Yeah. Um, but I think at least 130 of those were to the opposition striker, uh, which was quite an issue. But again, I, credit where it's due. He, he seemed comfortable with the ball at his feet, which was a relief going forward. You, we can have a bit more motivation behind him. But but yeah, I think the biggest point is maybe the crowd just getting behind the players more. Very good, very good. Ron came on and I will fight tooth and nail for anybody to have their their opinion heard, including Ron's, and said, well, yes, okay, he came out and blocked something in the second half and it, it stopped it going to 2-0. But he had conceded a goal. He did come out. He did he did deal with that. And I did think with his feet, that was an improvement, most certainly. As you say, we can take the positives, but we can also be mindful of those negative elements and then hopefully see the, the team work on them all the time. Final question then about Matthias Martins today, because he had one of those games which was like, oh my God, he's going to be the live wire. He's picking this game up by the scruff of his neck to the longer the game went on. He's, he's still trying the same thing. And now is he starting to be wasteful? What did you think about him overall today? Yeah, Typically in the previous games, he's he gets the ball a lot and he's quite skillful with it, but yeah. he's not the fastest of wingers that we have. So... I thought him beating a few players there was really positive to see as that's the main way he's going to be able to launch attacks. Obviously, the first shot coming that close, the cheer in the stadium for actually seeing a shot go towards the goal was refreshing. But then again, it was just, seemed, if we don't score early, it was like we ran out of ideas and he just kept trying the exact same shot over and over. Whereas, um, yeah, we, we could have tried a different route to find the way to goal. But it's it's more positive than what, you can say for the most other players with no shots really going towards goal that seem to have any threat. Overall positive, I'd say, from Martins today. Mark, fantastic call, mate. I absolutely love every word of that. Do please call in again. This is Barry from Watford saying, you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Thank you. Let's go to Rio Wolf. Rio, sir, hit your... Uh, you know the deal. You know the deal. Oh, hello, Neil Silverstein has come back. We'll come to you in a minute, Neil, as well, because you were waiting a long time. Sorry about everybody. When you're waiting on Twitter and it's not the most stable platform, if you fall off, do just come back on again and sorry for the wait. Rio, mate, what did you make of today? That would, Can that, you hear me? Oh, yeah, that you're in. You, there you go. Yeah. Audio problems sorted. There you go, mate. <laughs> what, let's deal with today, first of all, before we, before we whiz over to Poland. What did you make of today? Just so slow, I dominated, but no no end product, weren't getting balls in the book. But yeah, Radjevic could have put himself about a bit more and yeah, it's just so slow. Where did you see the biggest kind of hold up in terms of the tempo or was it just a, a, all the way across the team for you? I think probably through the midfield, Kiembe passing sideways, Kone was 
off it. Mm. Yeah, there was no fluidity. I think there was more tempo when we were 4-0 up against QPR than there was today. We had the chances. Ishmael said we were better for, uh, second half than first half. I thought we had the better chances first half, but yeah. No, well, no, yeah, well, it, it it is frustrating. You'd like to see Ryovich will work out exactly how to, yeah, yeah. How to mispronounce I mean, the name, but yeah, when I was looking at his highlights montage, he had about ten seconds spare to just go a shot into the bottom corner in uh, Sweden. Yeah, he won't have as much time here. Yeah, he's got any form of training and or coaching. A lot of it is about the environment yeah. that you're in and coming up to speed, as you'll know, um, playing yourself. You've only got so much time to do it, so you need to have a, a calm head. There was a time where he spun and got in, yeah. and, and, and it felt like the finished was rushed as it headed headed way north and north and west of the of the goal in the end. But, hey, we, we, we'll see that. He certainly seems to have the the equipment, shall we say, to, to handle That's the championship. Buyer. Better than buyer already. There you go. There you go. He just needs to weigh yeah. in with some goals. I mean... We say like the football is high intensity. I didn't really see that much intensity, but I guess we've got a few players coming back. Ince might start soon. Spree is probably more of an impact player. Lewis coming back. You've got Sierra maybe, and Radjevic will be up front. So, yeah, we're still in bedding in the new team. But our next five, six fixtures are really hard. I can't see so many wins. Mm, well, we will see. We will see. Hopefully, better things to come. We'll see. Yeah. So you had your your holiday. You came back, and then you were legging it straight off, literally <laughs> using the phrase, obviously, <laughs> to to Poland to play. If anybody doesn't know, Rio plays amputee football, which in and of itself, as I've said beforehand, looks looks a lot of fun. And it <laughs> just looks great. How did the tournament in? Was it in Warsaw? Yeah, yeah. Is that Legia Warsaw's training ground? Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Ten other countries there, Palestine, Poland, Belgium, Germany, Scotland, Ireland, France, yeah, a couple others. Yeah, it was very good. We got close to the final, lost in the semis, but yeah, no, it was very good. Yeah, on the last day, when uh, I was in the Champions League where they have those kids doing the flags. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, no, I was doing that for the Warsaw game. They're playing against a team called Corona, and yeah, it was mental. Their fans are crazy. Quite a comparison to the Vic. Well, so I've got to ask one question then. If you're yeah. going to compare yourself playing amputee football to any Watford player that we might know, mm. who are you going to compare yourself to? No pressure, but obviously we will then hold you to it. <laughs> Loser, good on the ball, can pick a pass, decent strike, okay, okay, and tackle, but no strength. Oh, that's been considered before. You've clearly either been asked or prepared for that question. That's <laughs> oh, I was proper. I used to be a winger, a bit of a striker, and then I went into midfield, but filmed my recovery. Actually, I would say loser, but I'm quite quick, to be fair. So, yeah, I'm good at the back, but, yeah, I, I can pick a ball. I love that. I'm like loser, but with pace. Oh, excellent yeah. stuff. Wonderful stuff, wonderful <laughs> stuff. Are you going to be doing any spaces with Martin this week? Yeah, probably. I presume Monday, Tuesday, and then it's off to Coventry. I'm off to Coventry next Saturday, which should be fun. Okay, well, good. Happy travels, mate. Happy travels. <laughs> and we'll catch you soon. Okay, mate? Lovely it's, stuff. It's, it's, Let's see, get a, see you, mate. Let's get across to John Parslow, and then we will come to Neil Silverstein, and then we'll go to the five-word reviews, because some of those are doozies. John, sir. Hello, Peter. Hey, hello, sir. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm all right. It's a disappointing... Oh, hello, we're on Chorleywood, I'm sure. It's a disappointing result. It was a game where people have been reflective. People have picked out the positives. People have picked out the negatives. What did you make of it? It's a mixed bag. I understand some of the, the people who were expecting us to like, be flying up for playoffs and 
and wanting us to be something completely what we haven't been for the last two years. So can I, I can understand mm-hmm. some of the grief on that. But for me, does, does anybody watch that game and actually believe we deserve to lose that game? Yeah, I, I thought it, you know, there's there's a lot of what's been said that I thought there were lots of positives and I'm just frustrated as hell because, you know, we can't put the ball away. Um, you know, I, I agree with a lot of things said as well. The first half, my frustration was just intensity in the way we were playing. Although, I just, I don't know, watching, I quite enjoyed it in a way because I quite like chess. And I think it was just a bit of a tactical battle going on, really. And I think we were deliberately trying to avoid what we ultimately got done for, avoid their break. So the way we were playing was to try and nullify them getting into us. But there was a bit of a difference. And I think, I don't know if it's the inverted wingers that you're talking about or something, but mm-hmm. it was a, I was watching Blackburn and obviously they had a little bit more success in the first half, but when they broke and they did some interesting things where they had two players running into the box towards our six yard area, their bloke was going to the line, but he's deliberately pulling it back. So they were pulling our players out. It, we defended it brilliantly, but it didn't happen. And we just didn't do enough of that. Even when we did get to the line, we were just like chipping it across and there's not enough pullback and stuff. But second half, once he got loser in, Agree with everything you said about Kone. I said exactly the same. And I picked up on the hair thing as well. Yeah. It was like he, he ultimately gave his hairband to Backman at one point when he came back for a corner because down our end, because he, he clearly couldn't get it to work and he, he handed it in eventually. And I think he's a player, but unless he ups his game, he's going to turn into Penaranda because um, whatever. But the second half, I thought, yeah, the intensity was there. Um, we're playing okay. And I don't know whether people pick this out, and I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but the second Martins went and hit the post, the keeper saved it. Did have people have seen that? I don't know if people have seen the did, shot. Did the keeper get a touch on it? He got a tough touch oh, on it, yeah. I'm pretty, well, from where I was, it, I'm pretty sure he saved it and turned it onto the post because I, yeah, so I thought that was on target, but it could be wrong, but that's, that's what I thought I saw a little bit. But yeah, but I just want to say something about Backman to everyone and the defence. The defence and Backman are not the problem. I, I, I think what we had today, and these are the positive things, we, we, we did not get bullied, right? We're not getting bullied anymore. Last year, we've been rolled over. That's not happening. We're competitive. Some crunching ta- tackles, we're getting in there. Defensively, we generally look sound. I know we conceded goal, but that's because we we're going for the win, which again is a good thing and we're starting to throw on probably overloading on forwards and, and risking a win versus versus a defeat but there's a lot of criticism about Batman and today I didn't have any heartache moments I've seen him in games especially even at stake he's commanding his box a lot better I've reserved judgment I haven't seen the goal maybe you should have saved it maybe you shouldn't but that can happen but people I think people saying get a new cold COVID, they want somebody who's going to be one of the best shot stoppers in the league, which you'd give up, which he is, and then try and find somebody who can play out. Well, that's a 50 million, 60 million pound goalkeeper. Right? It just doesn't exist. He, he's growing into that role. And I, I, whatever we're criticizing, that's not the problem. It's, it's the inability at the moment just to find the back of the net from that one. Yeah, which brings me on to our new striker. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Rayovich, isn't it? Yeah. So we've seen some really good debuts recently that have turned into utter shite but I think it was a it wasn't a good debut I don't know I've a slight I'm going to give him time but I'm slightly concerned I know he could turn into the the next Jamie Morley 
But but let's see. But he should have the attributes. But I think it's a big step up for him. So I'm, I'm going to have to reserve judgment on that. But I was just looking for a bit more. But hey, he only landed on Friday. He he's had no time to settle. Just need to get a little bit of his rhythm in. Let him catch his breath a little bit. Get up to pace, and, and hopefully it'll come good. But I'd, I'd still like to see him and Bio on at the same time. I wouldn't mind Bio coming off the wing a little bit because he did that last year. And then we'll have more players in the box a little bit. I just think we've got to get a little bit more intensity, especially if it's if we're chasing a goal. But I, I don't think I'm going to add a lot to what more to what people have been saying, really. It's just, I, I think my overall opinion is just, I'm prepared to be patient and just wait. But we might get that answer to the question I asked Gina, Archie Gina, <laughs> which is, I'm not even sure we're going to get to the 16 points from 10 games to be honest. Yeah, that was the kind of question that I asked earlier on. And, and But a lot of people have come on and said, one, that the, the problem isn't the manager, which is fine. We've, we've known that for, for, for a while. But the second thing was the fact that, um, and I think Alex put it across really nicely, was, yeah, we had more points this time last year, but the performances, you couldn't actually see the potential. We can see the potential here. We can mm. see that there's something here. And, of course, we have to also realise that, Ishmael is doing this with admittedly much lesser pack in terms of the pack of cards that he's got to play with, which is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to go to the people who are criticising the club and always go to Uncle Ron, but those people who are criticising the club and saying, well, hold on, we need to make more signings, we need to be uh, more positive and we need to support him more. There is an absolutely valid point there. He is doing more with less. We are seeing that. We talked about previously, were we were we as floated as a squad? Did we have people, the wrong people in at the wrong time of their, you know, their careers? Did they have the wrong attitude? Have we got a better attitude? Yes, it certainly looks like it. And it certainly looks like the manager is trying to make sure that he's dealing with, shall we say, dissent in the in the dressing room. That all feels positive. I don't think anybody's sitting there turning around going after today saying, well, let, let's get Ishmael out. I think what, the, no. most, what most people are saying is, right, there's the clock is now ticking until I think it's, I think it's Friday, 11 o'clock. I could be wrong. It could be a completely different day. But, you know, that's there. Let's see what else we can do to help him. I don't think anybody's expecting us to bust the bank. I think we are where we are. And uh, but we would like to see some more done. So, hey, it's you know you can be positive on one side and see another part of the club and go, that would be good if we improve yeah. that, wouldn't it? That would yeah. be yeah, yeah. Just one thing, a couple of you called out Andrews, and I don't know everybody's view is, but I thought he had a really good game. I didn't see a problem. Like going forward, I think one of the problems was he didn't get the ball enough from Spree, and there was a point after about the fourth time of Spree missed him overlapping. And he turned inside and then tried to play a ball inside. That Asprey actually apologised to Andrews, and I think he's busting a gut to get into those positions. And I think part of it was just a lot of today was just the pass selection, little bit of quality of control. But I agree with you. I'm I'm generally happy, and I, and I hope the club is because maybe because we set the expectations a little bit low. And I don't know if it was Alex mentioned Burnley start last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. Let it grow. It's not putrid. It's not bad. Do you mean it's not? It, I'm not seeing a disgusting performance anywhere. I'm seeing committed people working hard and we're developing. And I bought it. Uh, and this is a bit of a project. I buy into it. What will disappoint me if we are continue to see those signs and we're playing the right way and we're just not finishing off and we haven't quite got all the players and, and it's still developing. If we pull the trigger when we're starting to say, well, maybe this is going the right way because then we'll just throw everything out of the pan again and just start again. It'll just be a disaster. So I just hope we don't do that because if this is how we want to play, then let's look 
they're all learning still. It's still early days, and it's yeah, it's margin again. It's mar- It's been margins in the last three games, Plymouth and against Stoke, and in this game, it's not like we're being battered anyway. In fact, we're controlling those games. Yeah, patience, people. Please be patient. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, very much indeed. Somewhere where it sounded like there was quite a lot of traffic going by, Mr. Neil Silverstein, sir. Afternoon, Peter. How are we? I'm all right. Thank you very much. I'm all right. The women drew one all. The men managed to uh, lose one all, one nil, in a way that has been described as typically Watfordy. What did you make of the performance? What did you make of the result? And what did you think was the difference between the two? Something I said in one of the chat groups, for me, we dominated most of the possession. Obviously, I think the stats give that, but we didn't seem to have much purpose about us. And you can see the chances they had. They, they were far more aggressive in their transition, whether you call it pace or aggression. I just think mm-hmm. they, they knew where they wanted to go with it, whereas we were, we were quite content just to manipulate the ball around. But I think that's, that comes from a, a, a significant lack of movement. I think we tend to get, I think it was Johnson said about the chess game, it's quite a, it was, we are approaching it that way, very structured and methodical. And I think sometimes just doing the bits that are unexpected is what creates the space and enables players to play. I think the new lad, and I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. Some of his movement between the centre-backs and the full-backs, I think for his first chance, I really like that because that, that's a different way of playing up front than bio plays. Mm-hmm. And I think once the likes of loser and our midfield can see that, I, I think that should become quite fruitful. So I, I, for me, I, I guess, I, if I, I go back six, nine months, right? I, I think most of these podcasts and these the spaces were mentioning a lack of culture, lack of identity, all of those sorts of yeah, very feelings. Much so. Now, I can see what our identity is. I think the brave move that Vlad made with Loser is clearly instilling the culture because you can't have that culture until you instill discipline. So whether you right, like it or not, I think it was absolutely the right decision to, to drop Loser for the bigger picture, for like to stamp his authority. So for me, it's progress. It's not finished, but it's progress. And I can see that the foundations are there. And that's those are sort of like things that I've been quite critical of for probably a couple of years now. Now, whether the foundation is built on or whether it's dismantled, that's down to Gino, right? But I, I can see that that we are evolving on the footballing front. It'll be interesting to see what our plan B becomes because currently I can't see one. And I think the point you make about whether you call it inverted fullbacks or whatever, yeah. we're very narrow. I think where we've been expansive is when Sirielta's played, he drops into the back three, and that has then released what was Morris and Andrews uh, wider and further up. And I think we look more balanced then, and I think also enables Hoot to ping with his left foot, which is a weapon that that we've not used as much. So I I think there's some tactical and personnel-related reasons for it, but when you've got the squad that's as paper-thin as ours is, it's going to be that way, right? Uh, no, absolutely. And, and I think, therefore, we'll all be looking very interestingly at the transfer window. I was on with, with Wendover. We're going to be doing another one on um, uh, on, on Wendover's spaces because Greg Greg loves a transfer window. He loves all the Yeah, I fell asleep stuff. on that one. I can't blame you. I'm going to put that down to Greg rather than me, obviously. <laughs> but 
it was when we were talking through it, I was put, trying to point out the fact that two million Callum Styles being the the player who played a lot at left back, but not always at left back for Valerian Ishmael at Barnsley. But he's a utility player. He's played in midfield. He played last year at Millwall on loan, and he's available for a couple of for a couple of million with this kind of tight squad that we have where, you know, you pick up a couple of injuries. He would be one that I would like to see come in because he might be able to fill in a number of spaces. Are there, if going into the, going into this last week, if you could make one signing and obviously Messi is not available, but if you could make one signing or a type of signing, where would you look to try to do that to create maybe a plan B? Oh, that's, so I probably need my son's assistance on this because my knowledge of other teams is not up there with the likes of you and, and, and Greg. This is the man with an impressive fantasy football record, and we know this for certain. But I'm just putting that's in the Premier League. It's not the Championship, but never mind. <laughs> oh, um, no, no, that's right. I'm not really sure. So I, I do think if we look at the, the the current squad, there is almost no flexibility in it. Yeah, I, I think. And I'm rapidly trying to talk and think at the same time. Someone like the likes of, what's the fella down at Cardiff, the Chambers down at Cardiff that can play wide and can play deep. Yeah. But I think the challenge that we've got is that some of the positions that the, that we need are actually quite specialist. So I, I, I think one of the early calls, callers said that a little nippy centre forward. So we, if you can get a little nippy centre forward that can play out wide, I'd like that. But I think that one of our one of one of the other challenges we face is I feel we don't have a great goal scorer. What mm. we do have is players with the with the individual ability that can score great goals. And I for some of them, Martin's cutting in and Spreer cutting in, all right, he, he doesn't score, loses shots. We've got that sort of like that rarity, that unpolished diamond in the side. But we just need someone that's gonna pick up the dirty goals, the six yard tappings and you know, feeding off of scraps. That's the sort of player that I'd like to see. And also, we need, where we are so poor in front of goal, I think was it 17% shots on target I saw was a stat band around, so I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, We need, if we're not going to be the most clinical in open play, we need to get our set pieces sorted. Oh, I have to say, I, I was with Justin, and who was t- who took the first? Who took the first corner? I think it was Kone. Then it was Loser. The first one yeah. didn't clear the first man. The second one cleared everybody, and the third one I can't even remember. Who, I can't remember even who took it now. But it was like absolutely that set piece specialist. One one of the people that that, that you mentioned, and of course you met just prior to, to, to signing uh, fortuitously, was Tom Ince who came on. And for me, I thought he looked tidy in that little cameo at the end. I thought he was as tidy as he was untidy at Stoke. I thought at Stoke he looked like he hadn't seen a football for a long time. And today, he, he, I personally thought he was a, a force for good. What did you What did you think of his little entree? Yeah, I, I agree with you. A lot better than his minutes on the pitch at Stoke. Which is not a surprise. He's been out for it. Whether it's right or wrong that we signed him when he wasn't fit to play, that's the reality of it. And it does take players towards the end of their career, which is where he is rather than at the front of his career, more time to recover from injury. So to be realistic, it's what I would expect. I'd like to see him start to be, to grow in influence in terms of minutes on the pitch because then you can start to set up some patterns of play around the set pieces because he'll then be involved. My guess is he's probably not been involved with set pieces because he's not really been on the pitch. It's logical to do that. But no, I think, there's, the, the, it, again, it was progress from him and progress from lots of them. And if I wrap my brains and, and ask the question slightly differently, 
who didn't play well. I think Kone was probably the only one that I'd be critical of. The rest of them I'd be either ambivalent or positive on. So that's progress, right? Very good. Very good. I like that very much indeed. Very much indeed. Thank you, sir. Have a great week. This is Neil Cox. We do not scratch our eyes. Thank you very much to all the Watford supporters. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get to, I was in, Sean, sorry, mate, you've fallen out. I had added you in, but you've fallen out there. Look, thank you ever so much for everybody who waits so long. It is so appreciated, everybody taking some time, one, to listen to us, but secondly, to take part in in all of this and other nonsense. The whole idea of Do Not Scratch Your Eyes was just basically to, to go, look, can we genuinely just make this as much fun as possible? And if you're on board with that, fantastic. Let's get to the five-word reviews, because... Brian Edwards has started us rolling with a fine four or five word run. He put nothing exciting for an atmosphere. Ints got the crowd up. Our attackers resemble Jaffa oranges. I think we know what he means by that. We have too many creative players all trying to do the same thing. He got carried away and just just drove through the five number one there. Simon Parkin, hey, Simon said, uh, positive attitude but lacking quality. Chris Bone, most Northern Hornet is disappointed. Uh, Jimbo Jaggins, we need a new striker. Uh, Steve Potso out says, Backman blaming others. Shock horror. Carl Campion, Healy must be very poor. We were just talking there with with Neil, and he was saying, "Well, people looking for a little nippy striker, somebody else who can play out wide." Healy, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to be getting to the level of fitness to to, to get him included. I'm just going to go through the five words, and Sean, I'm going to drag, I'm going to bring you back in just a second. So just sit tight just for a minute for me, sir, and then we'll bring you in. Paul Fiander Turner, hey Paul, good to see you today. Work hard, too static though. Yeah, we were talking about the lack of movement, especially in that first half. Mikey Abraham said, "Played well, probably deserved more." Natasha Wright, TikTok relegation clock started. Silgerman, hey, Silgerman says, does Valball include scoring goals? Yeah, that's where we need to get to. That's where we need to get to. Justin, yes, Justin, he of, of the horrible person says, prediction league hero comes home. Yes, Justin, Justin finally managed to to, to, to get a result. He did call 1-0. Paul back again, he said, patience is virtue, Gino. There you go. I think most people are saying we can see certain things working here. We can also see the fact that there are options potentially short, ideally. No, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of rhyme and reason in terms of what people are saying. Peter Ryan says, goals, fun, upper GT, chicken disappeared. What? Chicken disappeared? Chicken disappeared. I have no idea what that means. Silgerman, a draw would have been unfair. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people came on and said, well, if it was one of those games where you're looking at it going, I'm going to say how we managed to lose this in a way. Blackburn's number eight, Pat's brother, says, uh, says Cole Campion. Did we, I, I didn't even notice that. Did we have somebody else with Guinness for a haircut? Uh, Cole Campion again said, Cesspit FC need a striker. I think that's that's 
being utilising a, a descriptor for Watford that's been used elsewhere. Match-worn Watford shirt says, 25 shots, four on target. This is the thing I think we've all been talking about. Carb says, Val Ball isn't working. He's just stopped at the three words. Willie Eckers, hello, Ken, says, give them time, they said. There you go. Alan WFC, be patient and keep faith. Ryan Cripps, frustrating defeat. Ince looked decent. Thank you, Ryan, for making me say those words because I couldn't have done it on my own. Nicholas Smith, a long season ahead, he says. Gareth, a goal would be nice. Ben Slater, 11 men behind the ball. At times, Blackburn did that, but they came and defended extremely. They did their job. Fair play to him. Jade H says, no chemistry, no opportunity. Shocking. Dan Ford, definitely a game of football. Well done, Dan. This is all that, Dan. You're, you're going to the top of my favourites list. I like that very much indeed. Watford fan enjoys angry trust. Valerian says, 17,810 total attendance. Shocking support. Brian Edwards says, couldn't score in a brothel. Hazel Roberts says, can't see a goal coming. Ian the Hornet. Start George number nine ints. Like that. I don't know why. Mark Noly says only Hoot can sleep tonight. Natasha's back again. Keystone Cops 11. So frustrating. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, absolutely frustrating. Dr. Dickie Sutton. Hello, Dickie says. Ryovich, great movement. Shit finisher. Sean, we're going to come to you in a moment, Sean. We're going to take this time to come to you. You said can't score without moving. On that moment, we're going to pause in our five-word reviews and go from a five-word review by you, Sean, to you, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I'm really frustrated today. I thought against Stoke, although we didn't get the result, I actually thought we put the effort in. I thought it was just one of those days against Stoke where we it just didn't go for us. It was just one of them one of them days where everyone was disappointed. We put it in, we tried, the effort was there, but we just things didn't click. And so I didn't come away from that massively disappointed. Okay. Today I'm really I'm really frustrated. We that's the most static I've ever seen us. Well, I say ever. I've seen us since Val. The movement's not there. If you can't, if you're not going to move into the spaces, you're not going to get the ball. It's not. It's not why we're set up in that formation or or, or the way um, we want to play. Really frustrated with that. I thought obviously a lot better once the subs come on. Again, I'm mm-hmm. looking at the bench, thinking it's better than what's on the pitch. That's quite frustrating. But you can understand with people getting up to speed and and, and the rest of it. There has to. Realism, isn't it? it? Reality. And that is what we have to keep saying to ourselves. When we lose a match and we come on or we speak, we're going to be disappointed. It doesn't matter. We could be in the Premiership and lose to Villa and we're going to come on and we're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Reality is, what, what do we want out of this? Um, we want to play better. We want to play a better style and be more, be more creative and be more entertaining and see passion. We, we are getting that. But I think it was Greg earlier on who said, how many times can you say, I don't mind losing like that, or I'd rather lose like that than I did last year, which I, I, I said to myself. Mm-hmm. So the difficulty comes is you have to, where are we pitching ourselves? Because we're not, that, that squad is not going to win the league. That's not going up automatically. Sorry to disappoint people. That is not, we are not going up automatically with that squad at the moment. If we are targeting, trying to creep into the playoffs, then I, I, and I think we aren't getting somewhere close to the personnel to do it. There are definitely signs there. We look coached. Whether they are have been told to stand still as we're breaking away, I'm not sure. But we at least we look like we're we we are getting somewhere. We do have the coach in there and the players on the pitch. But again, we are not getting into the playoffs with Kone, Delhi Bash, and and, and KMB in the centre of midfield. 
that is not getting us anywhere near the playoffs. That's where we're at. That's the reality. Um, two similar players, too negative, and not taking part of this risk strategy that we have. So assuming that we bring in loser next week, let's say we presume that, oh, I don't know, let's say Sierra Alta is, is fit or not, or KMB sits in there. Who would you start in the other number eight, presuming that we're playing at that sort of 4-3-3, 3-4-3 kind of thing that we're doing? Who else would you put in the midfield instead of one of those three? At the moment, because we're not scoring goals, I would change the formation. Ooh. There's no question whatsoever. No question at all. We haven't scored for, was it five halves of football now? Seven. Seven. We haven't scored for seven. I'll change the formation. 100%, no question whatsoever. And I'd put two strikers on up front. The difficulty we have is that we're playing to, well, okay, for description, let's call them fullbacks. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that when we go up the pitch, our two wide men of the front three hit the touchline and the fullbacks, or inverted as we like them, come into the pitch and they add the creativity and the attacking prowess of a midfielder. The reality that we have is that, and whilst I am still impressed with Morrison Andrews, they are not ballers and they are not attacking third players. And that's what we're missing. We're missing a Ferreira. We're missing somebody like Styles. It'll really piss me off if we sign Styles on deadline day. Because we could have had him five matches ago. Yeah. And it'll really wind me up because he, he is what we need. But equally, the formation and the patterns that we're playing, Ferreira was perfect. And dare I say it, I, yeah, I would have changed the formation. 100%. Two strikers, definitely. I thought the new lad did well. Look, he skied a shot, which was almost a 50-50. In fact, I think if he'd have managed to wrap his foot around it enough to get it on target, it'd have probably gone straight through the foot of the lad who was sliding in. But forgive him that. But his movement was great. He was peeling away inside the box and and come, making fake runs and stepping. We, we don't have strikers that do that. And as long as he gets the service, he will tuck balls away. But that's the point, isn't it? We're concentrating on defensive midfielders, but the reality is we're not actually using the front three like we should. So you're changing to a front two. Are you going with orthodox wingers or are you bringing in wingbacks? I'm bringing in wingbacks. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'd probably start Serralta. However, I haven't been disappointed with Livermore. People said that he blew out of gas at Stoke. Well, fine, but he's going to have had another two and a half weeks from next week and I haven't been and Ince certainly I think Ince has added quality I think when he gets the ball he looks like a, a safe pair of feet if you like yes he one pass went astray against Stoke and I think there was one again today but I, I think he adds quality I've I've got no issues with uh, him at all and, and yes he ran out of gas I've got no issues with Livermore are, are they going to win us the league probably not but at the moment we're with Fredbear we need to bring in some more I'm happy enough with that, but with, but the movement up front, it, something needs changing. And 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 if when you start seeing your front three standing still like that, you, you've got to you've got to make a change. Five five halves without a goal now. Let's 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 change it. It's seven. It's seven halves. I wish it was five. Seven halves. Um, <laughs> so here's the question. Here's the question. I get what you're saying. 
all of that. Part to me is the fact that Valball typically is being playing quickly forward and playing on the break. But we played against Plymouth and we played against uh, today Blackburn, who've done very good jobs of dropping deep and killing the space in behind. Are we giving not enough credit to the defensive organisation of, of, of these two teams in this specific instance to have turned up and actually done a good defensive job on us? And therefore, is the challenge that we need to learn how to break down teams that, 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 that drop deep as well as when we're playing away from home and they come on to us? Absolutely, 100%. And it's not difficult to turn around and say, we are going to sit in two rows of five and four. And the difficulty that we've got is we are playing a, a brand of football which is all about risk. And the difficulty is that the, the reason we play the risk at the back with the goalkeeper is to bring the team out, or hopefully bring the team out, by bouncing the ball into the middle third and bouncing it back, trying to get mm-hmm. the opposition out of position. But what you are doing is you are trying to get them out of position to allow you more space so you can then take a risk in the final third. And what we're not doing at the moment is taking risks. And sometimes the crowd doesn't help because we will play a ball in short into the area and it will get intercepted and we'll boo it because that's a natural thing we do because we think we're giving the ball away. Mm -hmm. But we have to give the team license to be able to take risks in that final third because otherwise this risk ball is only risk ball in our own third and that's pointless because there's no reward out of it. At the moment, we're not taking risks to get any reward out of it. Very good. Very good. In fact, I think for the fourth time, it's one of those. I think it is. I think it is. I think it is one of those. I think it's warranted. Sean, I've never had anybody come on after their own five-word review and expounded upon it. I think this could become a thing. Who knows? We've done things here before. This is excellent stuff. Sean, have a great rest of the weekend, mate. Have a great week. And let's hope things... Take uh, care, buddy. Cheers, mate. Let's hope we get uh, a, a better result and get things going. Cov-wise, let's jump back into these five-word reviews. We'll get into quickly into the long forms and then let you uh, you lovely people crack on. If you didn't hear, uh, the uh, the women drew one all in their first game back up in the championship. Obviously, a lot of people might have liked to have gone to both games. I was at the men's game today, and but my I was watching all the results coming in. One all, a goal from uh, debutante Carly Johns, who was formerly the leading scorer in the division that we were in but playing for Oxford United she's obviously seen the light come across to Watford can't be bad James D says Watford hot spot of slop James that's very good I like that very much indeed Lee WFC Moy says put your foot through it <laughs> Dan I like can we just can we just keep put your foot through it as a, we might have to record that as a meme I like that Dan Ford said becoming emotionally dead has advantages I don't think Dan's hurting as much as he would have been prior to the last four years Smitty says too many blanks being fired yeah Louis Teixeira says Rillo dumbed down low quality squad there you go people putting it at the at the foot of the squad I don't think anybody is saying that the squad is is pulling up any hill of beans so to speak you heard Ron's comment earlier on talking about well is that in the mid 90s personally there were some really good players in the mid 90s but that's just my personal nostalgia going on Hampshire Hornet says five more games for VI that's clever. Hampshire, I don't care how good the next one is. He's doing stuff there and he's also including Roman numerals for numbers. It's very clever indeed. Peter Lee, hey Peter, says it never gets any easier. No, it doesn't. Let's face it, it's a lifetime curse. We all know this. Harry says, will we ever score again? 
Yeah. I see Peter for details. David Muggins, hey, Dave says, worst to come, I'm sure. Edward Hater, predictable. Just one word. That's all he knew he did. That's fine. Stuart says, uh, can't think of a worse debut than Ryovich. I've heard some suggestions that people are having a go at a go at him. After 35 minutes, I would suggest that is that is premature, to say the least. Pete says, shows how bad QPR were. You said that against Plymouth, Pete. Don't think I don't know what you're doing there. I imagine Pete's going to be using that another 40-odd times this, this season. Nero, the golden boy, says, bottom half finish nailed on. Ellie, not good enough for promotion. Ellie, I saw you were waiting. Sorry, I didn't get to you in time. My apologies. It's time to go, says Gino Pozzo, the consistent disease. The consistent disease. That sounds like a band from the 80s. Paddleboarder, hey, a paddleboarder, says Hertfordshire Harland, hype too much. Yeah, well, yeah, may, maybe we were. Maybe we were all too excited after waiting for a number nine for so long. We got somebody who looked like one and went too much. Simon says, only one way of playing. We come back to that comment earlier on about plan B and plan A and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rob C, Index Jesus, says, a good overall, final third issue. So I think that's what most people are saying. We can see that we've dominated the game. It's going into that final third. It's chock-a-block. We've heard from Sean saying, well, maybe what we need to do is change the shape. Maybe what we need to do is play two up. A lot of people who have problems with other people having different opinions actually agree, I think, on this, that, yeah, that might be something to change up. We talked about, do we reverse the inverted wingers, maybe, and create a bit more width? Because we seem to get clustered in, in almost on a diamond from the halfway line into the goal directly. And there isn't quite the same level of width that we might like to have. Who knows? Simon says no. Plan B, as I say, Skylar Rose, try scoring a goal, please. Yeah, that would be reasonable. I get that. I get that. MJ Newcastle Hornet says Ishmael soon getting his P45. Let's hope not. I don't think any. I don't think I've seen anybody ask for that. I've seen some people say some negative stuff, obviously. Twitter, you're going to do that. But uh, Jonathan Hale, Ryovich looks absolutely bloody hopeless. Jonathan, you should become a Premier League scout because if you can tell how good a player is on 35 minutes, excellent. But that's what he's doing. That's what he's judging. He's judging on 35 minutes. He's putting his his five-word review in and that's his thoughts and that's acceptable here. Absolutely. And a very slow build-up, no goals. The pedestrian element of 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 the game was frustrating, wasn't it? Dunny, penetration of a marshmallow dildo. Dunny, I'm sorry, I did say somebody had won earlier on. What am I talking about? Marshmallow. Marshmallow, possibly the least applicable substance to make such a device. Dave Newbury says we're easy to play against. The Hornet dude says no movement, don't expect goals. This conversation about movement being static, and we're not just talking about Kone in the first half, but a, a lot of the problems there, and in terms of the defence occupying the space we want to move into, the Hornet dude, no movement, don't expect goals. Soft tail. Jarvis and I were right. One Now, did everybody see this with the with with the opposition view we've got the worst prediction league in the world and i grant you it is awful we do apologize but we still keep repeating these mistakes hey we're watford fans repeating mistakes is what we do but but softail came in with his jarvis his dog making a prediction and he's got it right i think jarvis is going to be inserted into the prediction league softail Get that video churning away. You're up against backgammon with John, so you know what to do. Steve Furness says possession, but slow and ponderous. Sean Pugh says arrows towards goal still required. Yes, we've all seen that meme. Uh, TJ2626 says manager is not the problem. Well said indeed. Michael Sills build up is too slow. No goals and no clue, says Joseph Adjay. Ben Coleman. Didn't want to score anyway. Well done, Ben. I like that very much. <laughs> if there's anything, if there's any one thing we can do as Watford fans is we can just feign disinterest, and I like that very much. Yell nine 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 says mid table at very best. 
Lee Johnson need time to gel together. UFC George says, couldn't hit a barn door. Imran loser beyond time, says Magic Parades. Ted Crilly, oh, Father Ted, we all remember it. Oh dear, we're still crap. Paul says, we are fucking shit, shit. That's the way to use the extra word. If you're going to use an extra word, use it with an extra expletive. We like that very much. Shitty Backman, Sign Styles, and then Morton. I don't know who Morton is. People, go and find out who Morton is. That's very good. Finally, Alan from Hemel Hempstead Hornet, 1881, says, Hoot, Backman, Porteous, all brain dead. Phil Smith, bunch of fucking losers. And then he's used the word pussy. So I, I used the previous year. Naughty word statement. There we go. There we go. There we go. So let's get to let's get to the long form comments that people have made. And then we can let you lovely people be on your way with the with the weekend. Paul Fiander Turner says positives. Porteous hoot are solid. Backman faultless with ball at his feet. Improvers Aspria got properly stuck in. Worries. Ponderous play and the early era sideways passing. Kone is lost on a football pitch. They need to restart proper shooting practice again in the warm-up. Yes, that always used to be at least, at least it was, well, we may get killed by a by an errant ball on occasions. Carl Campion says, brief season's review so far. We are not going to score many and we're not going to let many in either. Predicting lots of 1-1s, 1-0s, 0-1s and 0-0s to enjoy. Wendover Horn says, chicken reference was chicken tuck truck in the upper GT wasn't open today. I believe the chicken truck has not been open all season. And I say that as somebody who was looking for the chicken truck on the first game of the season. Paul Fiander Turner says some great balance on the call so far. Good rational points on a team we need, we know needs time. This is how it's done, Rupert. The ranting act has run its course, he says. I bet it bleeding hasn't, and that's just me saying that. I bet there's some more ranting to come. No, I, I think good rational points are all good. We're here for, for points rational or irrational. We are non-discriminatory in the words of rational. Paul also says, yep, it was going in. Keeper made a great save. Ah, that was John mentioned earlier on that the Mateus Martins cracking effort in the first half, which went on the bar, was actually pushed onto the bar by the keeper. Wendover Horn just puts in a picture of Callum Styles for the second week running. I, I don't know how he's subliminally trying to influence people for us to go and buy the Barnsley utility player, but he's giving it a go for credit. Credit where credit's due. Louis Teixeira, poor decision made in the final third, cost us. Played wellish, created some chances, but nothing clear-cut. TDB and Hoot played well, but no other real standouts. On to Coventry, but no real hope or expectation. Paul Fiander Turner says women's goal was superb. I am led to believe it was a lob, as I say, by Carly Johns. When on her first game back, we had a chat with with Damon um, Damon Lathrop, who is the manager of the of the women's team. Lovely guy. He never takes credit for anything. He has assembled a fantastic team off of the pitch, as well as put together an, uh, an excellent team last season and he's looking to do exactly the same this season. So it's really nice that Watford women are are something that the the club and the supporters should be rightly proud. And if you can, do get down and support them, be they at uh, Vicarage Road or be they at Grosvenor Vale, which is over in Rice Lip Manor, the home of Wheelstone FC. Went over horns back again. He said, get some, deal, Del. get some deals done before Friday, Gino. Yes, we know that. Big Lebowski, heard from him earlier, says, don't blame Backman. He had one of his better games with his feet and stopped it being 2-0 or 3-0. But 
it was still something nil. So at the end of the day, it, it's there. Alan said, sorry, Greg, I had no idea what you were watching. We did high press. Blackburn couldn't get out for long periods. We read this one earlier because we were talking about saying, well, that we, we had the ball for long periods, so we didn't really press it, but we counter-pressed. We got it back again, kept it, and it stopped them coming out. So that's fair enough. Wendover Horn then says, Some, sometimes let's go long. We ain't Man City and haven't got their players. Thank you. Greg, thank you for pointing out that we're not Man City. I think most of us had realised that over the last two years. Lee Jackson says, I thought Ince bought better quality and decision-making over Espria. I'd start him next week. He also has a set piece in his locker. That was something we were chatting about earlier on, Lee. I think you're in the same same camp with regards to that as uh, as me and Neil Silverstone. Neil Silverstein, whose surname I refuse to pronounce correctly on, a, on an ongoing basis. Brian Edwards still on mute. He says, oh, that was me. No sound. Oh, I do apologise. That was my technical humdrums earlier on. But hey, what can we do? What can we do? Nice. Fair play, Wendover. It said, pretty said most of what you said there in the car on the way home. That was from Michael Froome. Backman getting beaten at his near post is a problem, says Uncle Ron. We spoke about that. I did look at it. I did think it was obviously a bit strange. Proverbial haters, it was atrocious goalkeeping. Okay. No goals. That, sorry, that was from Ed. I think that's getting into a kind of a conversation about the, the, the front post. I don't want my goalkeeper beaten uh, at the near post, it, but it is something that does happen. I don't want my forwards missing goals. It does happen. It's one of those things. Frenchie said, Big Lebowski is talking out of his ass." He says, Ishmael, not in the wrong. Loser being African and saying they're always late anyway is not an excuse. Nope. I know. I did pick up the fact that, uh, as you say there, Frenchie, that let's face it, Ishmael has also a, a, a not dissimilar background and he's the man in charge. Just go and you, it doesn't really, that all of that is neither here nor there. The culture that's important here is the one we are trying to create, which is for the club. And I agree wholeheartedly with you there. So I think it was the right thing to do. I think he's sorted him out. I applaud the fact that the club actually made some communication. And this was about the fact that loser was dropped due to being late twice for training in the week. It's got to be, you do it his way. And let's face it, he might be gone in six games, do it his way to give him the best chance of bloody staying there. So there you go. Paddleboarder said, the first post of the show, dearie me, can't we, what's that? Can we stop hyping up players? Today, I've seen the new the new guy called the Danish Hertfordshire Harland and Kone going to make it to the top. Do we go overboard on players? Maybe we do. Maybe me and Wendover chatting about who might come in is part of that. But I don't think we'd really known about this guy until literally a, a, a few hours a few working hours, shall we say, before we actually signed him. But yeah, we probably got too excited. You're fair play. Sean Walsh says, it was pretty pedestrian. Needs a bit more zip and drive, but Tom Ince, a player I wasn't particularly pleased to assign, shown the necessary craft and goal to suggest he could be quite an astute asset. Well done. I like that very much. Ellie, not good enough for Watford. Backman needs to go. I think you said that before. I think Ellie's still recovering from the fact that Man United didn't manage to get hold of Backman, and that's what it is. It's something that she really wants. TDB offers nothing, question mark, says Paul E. Doesn't defend well or create or score, really. We have zero pace. Everything is narrow and uninspiring. Chris Talfer says, we all need a dose of Paul. Keep up the spirits. There you go, Paul, from earlier on. You made a call. Oh, it's Tyler Morton, potential midfielder loan from Liverpool. Well, we'll have to have a look at him. If, if you heard earlier on, we were hearing, apologies, I can't remember who put it in the five-word review, managed to include two players and a potential signing, all in five words. People, that's the economy that we're dealing with here. That's very good. Mark, who made a great call earlier on, said, Portis take a bow, incredible. Aspria, such a spark on the wing. But if KMB gets to play another 90 minutes in a Watford shirt again, I might just cry. Steve said, need a right back and a nippy forward. Mark again says, Tom Ince looks like he could 
could be a sensational player for us. Nail on the head for most of that, he said, with regard to what Wendover Horn said earlier on. Steve said, I can't hear anything. And Neil Dean said, well said, Alex. Now, guys, as ever, if you want to make some suggestions as to uh, as to if any of the characters that you know, because we do have regular people here who you think their, their theme tune should be when we introduce them. So it starts off with a draw for the women. We uh, are on the wrong end of a 1-0 reverse at, at Vicarage Road. It's one of those things. The transfer window finishes or closes this coming Friday. Look out for that and look out for anything else that's coming through from various people on the, on the websites and on the podcasts. But thank you so much for listening and lurking. Come on, you It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.